Folks, we have a starting quarterback, and it is Keaton Slovis. We're going to break down this decision, a challenge that Keaton Slovis put himself up to, and more importantly, what this means for Pitt this season. It's all coming up today on Locked On Pitt. Our Locked On Pitt, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to an episode of Locked On Pit. Everybody, as always, I am your host, Nick Farabaugh. If you are watching this on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, turn on the notification bell so you can always be alerted when a new video drops. And folks, if you are listening to this, make sure to leave a review. Today's episode of Locked On Pit is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. Make sure you go right there as you can read that linkedin.com slash locked on college. You can post your job for free. Today's episode is sponsored by LinkedIn Jobs. Make sure you go check it out. Quality service for everyone that is out there and in need of it. Now, folks, let's talk about this, right? Because Keaton Slovis is pit starter. And this is something that I think everyone expected. We've been talking about this on the show. It was a legitimate quarterback competition, though. And I don't I don't want anyone to wrap that completely that that when Keaton Slovis committed in December, I think everyone saw it and thought, well, he's your obvious starter. And I think that was true. But I also think people have to understand that he wasn't handed this job. And I think a lot of people do think that. But I don't think that was the case. I think Nick Patty legitimately pushed Keaton Slovis. And the reason Keaton Slovis won this job is because he put together a really good fall camp. He put together a strong month here leading up to this West Virginia game where he was accurate. He showcased leadership ability to have the team rally around him. He showcased a little bit of mobility to make some plays out of structure, and he showcased his football IQ. And that was the big thing that kind of put everything into it. But Pat Narduzzi himself said, listen, the biggest thing that we did was we charted situational ball, we charted turnovers, we charted completions, we charted accuracy. And the biggest thing with Keaton Slovis was he was accurate. And so his accuracy was a huge deciding factor in all of this. But here's why Keaton Slovis became the starting pit quarterback. I'll have Pat Narduzzi tell it to you himself. Everybody together, uh, it's been a long competition between uh, Keaton uh, Slovis and Nick Patty. Um, I think we've come to a conclusion here uh, and won a name a starter. Uh, but, uh, you know, just a little bit about both of them. Again, it's been long. I mean, it's been a long competitive. You know, we've looked at every tiny little detail uh, of, you know, of every statistic you could possibly uh, go from third down red zone team, you know, everything. And we've got, you know, mapped out from, from spring ball and it was a close competition. We couldn't come out of spring ball to make that decision. Uh, was not an easy decision right now either uh, to make that call. But, uh, you know, the, the first thing I'll say about both those guys is they got high IQ at that position. Both of them can lead our football team uh, into an ACC schedule. Um, uh, so we got confidence in both of them. Uh, and, uh, but unfortunately, at the quarterback position, there's one guy, 
um, it, it becomes a you know one man show. And uh, like I said, we got confidence. And you know, there's going to be a time you know throughout the season that you know uh, someone else is going to have to step up, just like every other position. But um, these two, you know, these two guys together in that room with competition, with Keaton Slovis being the new guy coming in, and Nick Patty being the vet. Uh, you know, the, you know, I just couldn't be happy with what Coach Signetti, the cult, culture he's built in that quarterback room, and how those two get along. Um, I mean, they're like they're like this. They're like two brothers in that room from everything I see. So we're lucky to have both of these guys. Um, and uh, you know, with that, after long con uh, conversations with the staff, uh, Keaton Slopes will be our starting quarterback here uh, for that home opener uh, next week and, and moving forward. Uh, just got a lot of confidence in what he's done. Um, I guess it really comes down to probably a little bit more consistent, uh, very accurate with the football, um, and uh, just you know he's a, he's a really really good passer. Uh, we think he can he can lead us. So uh, that's the conclusion we came to after you know a long 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 time. So uh, appreciate your patience. And so that is really the key with everything here is that there's a consistency factor with Keaton Slovis that Pat Nurnergy clearly saw, and then that accuracy. And that's always been one of Keaton Slovis' demos, right? When he came in, we we said this when he came in from USC, and he decided to come to Pitt. He was accurate. Like, that was never really a concern with Keaton Slovis. The guy was always pretty dead on. You could usually count for this guy being able to, to get the ball where it needed to go. And he had those flashes of brilliance, those brilliant throws where he would just thread the needle better than really even I could imagine. He had some especially phenomenal throws. And so his tape is littered with that. And he really backed that up. He was a very accurate thrower during the period we saw throughout this camp. He's a very accurate thrower all three levels of the field, and you heard that from a lot of different um, people as well throughout the program, how accurate this guy was, especially deep. Um, I think that was the big deciding factor here. Uh, Nick Patty is accurate to two levels. Keaton Slovis has a dynamic deep ball that I don't think Nick Patty quite had, and that was the big thing, was that Keaton Slovis was able to rip deep balls. We're talking 35, 40 yards with good velocity, being able to fit it into tight holes, and more importantly, leading his receivers and giving them great chances to make it. We saw this with Drake London at USC uh, when he had that big year with Keen Slovis uh, as quarterback. And so this is certainly, I think, the thing that you continue just to watch with Keen Slovis is that accuracy and that deep ball that he has and that dynamic ability to create explosive plays in that manner. Now, certainly, and we've talked about this as well, he has plenty of things that we should be worried about. But Keen Slovis has that accuracy, has that football IQ, and he has that consistency level that you know you're kind of you kind of know what you're gonna get for the most part. And so that is why he won this job. Nick Patty, I think, is a really, really good back. And so I think that Pitt, should Keen Slovis not play well, should Keen Slovis get hurt, I think Pitt will have a great chance to still rectify their year. And so I think that's the good thing to lean back on because here's the biggest thing. When you actually look at the team at large and then you look at other teams at large, it has just as much, if not 
more talent than a lot of these ACC teams. But what a lot of these ACC teams don't have is a second quarterback. And that backup quarterback, should an injury happen, or should bad play happen, well, it has that because Nick Patty's legit. Nick Patty can get them to places. But I do think Keaton Slovis has that higher ceiling because of that deep ball and that ability to create those explosive plays. And we know how explosive it was last year. This is why they, they were so good last year. Because they had those explosive plays on mass to create so many different looks and mismatches and do whatever they wanted to do. And that, to me, folks, is what really makes Keaton Slovis the difference. And truly, when you look at it all, that's what's really going to be the, the separator for Keaton Slovis and Nick Patty. And that's why this decision was made, because of the accurate default that Keaton Slovis has, that Nick Patty just cannot claim to have. Because the natural arm talent that Keaton Slovis brings to the table is dynamic. Now, I want to talk about the specific challenge Keaton Slovis put on him the moment he got on the Pitts campus. I think it's pretty unique. I think it's a really cool backstory. But first, folks, I'm going to let you know about LinkedIn Jobs because as you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to help you make it easier to find all the people you want to talk to and more. And listen, folks, all you have to do is post your job. You can do it for free. You can do it faster. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs. Reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. That's great. 810 million people. All you have to do is add your job in the purple hashtag hiring framework to your LinkedIn profile. Spread the word that you're hiring so your network can find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screen questions can help you and make it easy to focus on the candidates you want. And it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. As you know, every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash college. That's LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, folks, welcome back to the Lockdown Pit. And I want to talk specifically about this Keaton Slovis challenge, because I thought this was really cool. I think it shows a little bit of a determining factor with him to want to get better, and to want to set a special bar for himself. Because here's the thing. In reality, if you aren't setting the bar to the moon, are you really setting the bar high enough? I don't actually think you are. And so when I look specifically at Keaton Slovis putting this challenge out, I find it to be really fun. And so he looked at the 2019 LSU National Championship team. That's right, that team. 2019 LSU National Championship team that has a weak argument to me to be potentially the greatest offense in the history of college football. We are talking about a really, really Off kind of comparison to put on yourself. And I didn't know the right word to put on that, which is why I paused for a second, because that is such a lofty goal. And, 
and anything on yourself comparing yourself to Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Harris Marshall, Clyde Edwards Alaire, Thaddeus Moss, Matt O'Line. It's so hard because you also have Brady there. You have so many pieces that are just revered in college football. That Burrow to Chase connection, that Burrow to Jefferson connection. Talk about NFL studs right now. But when you look at that squad, it was so good. And one of the things they did prior to that season, if you remember prior to that season, Joe Burrow wasn't thought of much of anything. But that meteoric rise that he brought upon himself to go from the virtual nobody to being the number one overall draft pick and stud and winning the national championship with LSU, that was a special ascension. And that program, that certain quarterback right there. And part of it was because he threw 10,000 passes to Chase, Jefferson, Marshall, Moss, Edward Zeller, and more in that group throughout the offseason. That's what they did. That was part of the lore. That's why their chemistry was different. It was just wired into them. They kind of just read each other telepathically, if you will. They had telepathy going on. They could read each other's minds because they were so wired in from that offseason work. They knew the body language. They knew the routes that they wanted to run. They knew the stemming. Specifically, if you're a receiver working with Joe Burrow at that point, you know when he's going to fire. He's got clear enough by language. You understand his cadences and all that and the nuances of what he does with his motion and his head and feet and all that stuff. And that's what Keaton Slovis did with the receivers. Kanane Mumfield, Jared Wayne, with Bub Means, with Jaden you know, Bradley, Jalen Barton, Gavin Bartholomew. All of these really talented players put on offense that. 10,000 passes. And I find this to be a really fun goal. I'll have you hear what Keenan Slova said about this challenge that he put down for himself and his past. Talked about throwing like, what, 10,000 passes you know, to, to your receivers during the offseason. Did, did you feel like you met that mark? Did you guys put that to something you can even track after about maybe like two months of doing it? <laughs> yeah, again, I like, we kind of set out before um, someone robbed me to Joe Burrow. LSU that 2019 year I think that they did that now that's that's awesome like why not strive to be like that they're probably the greatest offense in college football history so uh, we just kind of mapped it out like hey if we throw it's like 200 balls you know five times a week or something like I don't even remember the numbers um, so it wasn't like we were counting okay today we got 193 it was just more so like you know if we throw x amount of times per week if we throw every time uh, we got this many weeks in the year you know we have one week off but other than that um, so yeah, I think going going forward, you know, we pretty much there were no days where we were like, oh, we're gonna take this day off. You know, I think we pretty much hit every day that we wanted to, and even if we didn't, we definitely made it up on a day that we were. So that takes some serious mapping out. Like that takes a lot of work, that takes a lot of preparation, and it takes a lot of commitment to do it because you can say something like that, right? I could say that I'm gonna go do that, but to actually go out and do it, I mean, that's something entirely different and you have to respect Keenan Slovis and his receivers for doing that because after what they did last year when the ACC championship what is the next goal from there right like the next natural goal from where you are there it has to be the college football playoff yes you could put okay maybe a more realistic one would be let's win the NY six bowl we didn't win why not shoot for the stars, though? Aim for the stars. Aim for the moon. Like, aim 
as far up as you can. And this is a way to do that. This is a special type of kind of work ethic it takes to take those lofty goals and make them reality. And so I love that hard work, that commitment, that kind of dedication. That shows leadership, and that shows a lot of different various kind of not like just pillars of commitment to me from a quarterback. It's really cool that you get to see players, especially your starting quarterback, commit to something like that. That's really fun. And I think that, you know, how do you tie in Joe Burrow to all that? Very tough. Very different skill sets. Very different players. But Keaton Slovis has been talking about it all year that he wants to find the form he had his freshman season. Well, you want to find that form. If you want to find the form that you had in your freshman season or after that 2020 season when you thought you were going to be in contention for the number one overall draft pick, well, that's a great way to get on that train. It's a great way to get on the moving train. Because he was a first-team All-American. A freshman All-American. This is a guy that won Pac-12 Offensive Freshman of the Year. This guy that was a first-team All-Pac-12. He did a lot of high-level things that you have to simply respect. And so a dedication like that to mirror the greats to try and do something that has showcased the fruits of someone else's labor, to mimic. Part of what makes great people is some mimicking. You do have to mimic some of the greats. The greats mimic each other. And yeah, of course, there'll be greats that might be a little different, right? Like a Kobe Bryant is a little different. But there are plenty of other guys that mirror off each other and learn from each other. And Keaton Slow is just watching from afar, learning from this. We'll see if it has any tangible impact. But certainly, I think that's a great thing for Keaton Slovis. Let's talk about Slovis, though. Let's talk about the pros, the cons, what the offense is going to look like. Little different stuff. But first, folks, going to go to a quick break. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Pit podcast. And we are talking here, Keaton Slovis is your starting quarterback for the Pitt Panthers here in the 2022 season. He will play against West Virginia as the starter. And this one, for me, is a double-edged sword because I really like a lot of what Keaton Slovis has done this spring and this summer and what he has put together. But I also have to know this. And more importantly, I understand what the tape says about him last year. Because you have to take that last season he had with some weight. Now, yeah, he had the hamstring injury and and he was a little banged up. And it was kind of him and Jackson Dart going in and out and got overtaken by Dart. Then Dart gets hurt and then Slovis comes in, doesn't really play that well, hurts himself. And it's a whole hodgepodge of a mess, right? So it's a disjointed mess. And you're also in a new scheme. Yeah, there's similar things from the air raid to the pro-style scheme and everything, but it's not the same. It is different. And so 
when you look at someone like, for example, let's talk about Joe Burrow again, right? Transfer from Ohio State to LSU, start a year, then took the jump. Well, the one of the reasons why he took that jump was because he kind of watched that film and, and went to work, and it was tireless work at that. And it sounds like Keaton Slovis has done a lot of the same things. So things can change from year to year on your film. Quarterback is such a position that, especially if you have the natural talent, the natural physical talent, you can grow year over year. This is in college, NFL, high school, I don't care what level. You grow so much as a quarterback. You look at look at a guy like Dak Prescott, for example. I throw him out a lot because I think he's a great example of growth. From his time first starting at the college level to where he is now, night and day. The mental game, uh, you you kind of understand how to manage the pocket. You can learn just about everything at the quarterback position. And everyone's like, you can't teach that. There are two things you really can't teach at the quarterback position. Natural athleticism and arm strength. I think just about everything you can teach. Yeah, even pocket presence. I know there's a certain innate feel for some guys with that. But you can teach that. You can get better at managing the pocket. You can get better at your mechanics. It takes a lot. Now, these aren't easy things to fix, but you can do it. You can work on hitting those progressions better. You can work on all of that pre-snap, post-snap processing. Any mechanics. You can work on accuracy. You just can't work on natural arm talent and athleticism. Now, Keen Slows doesn't really have the athleticism part. Not that he's a bad athlete, but he's really nothing special. He's no Kenny Pickett. But he has the arm talent. His arm... It's not just the strength, folks. It's the ability to understand how to throw a bullet or throw with touch and understand different throws and different scenarios. He does understand that, and that's something that is advanced for where he's at right now. Now, that is exactly what intrigues me so much with Keaton Slovis. Things that don't intrigue me, the progression-based stuff. He is rough to watch when he's moving from one to two to three. Now, I often often say this. You make things easier on Keen Slovis when you make his one, two, three on the same side. But not everything can be isolated to one side. At some point, you have to hit the backside dig and make them respect that, right? You can't just isolate it to the right or the left, or defenses are going to key in on that and really punish you. And that's the thing with Keaton Slovis, is that there's probably going to be a lot of three-level concepts. You're probably going to get flood, sail, stuff like this, where you can work from one, two, to three on the same side, and they're just, they're just up another level. You can run levels. You can run a lot of different formations and plays out of that stuff, right? But you also have to understand that at some point you got to hit those progressions. And that's when he gets knocked off his first read, especially when he's under pressure. You get him off his first read and he has to scramble and he has to panic a little bit and try to hit that backside digger or overall just kind of scan the field. He can get hot making a lot of really bad decisions. And that's the big issue with Keem Slovis because that's when he throws picks and that's when he gets himself in turnover trouble. And so – He's got to be better with his progressions. Has to be better with those progressions, period. Because that is his biggest thing. You change that picture from pre-snap to post-snap, he kind of freezes. And again, he's not really that mobile. 
He just really isn't. And so it's not like you're going to get this guy kind of running out of structure and throwing off his back foot and making an unbelievable play. He can do it. He can throw off platform. He's just not going to be able to create a ton because he's just, to be quite honest on this, he's just not athletic enough to do that. He's not going to be scrambling 10 to 12 yards. Nick Patty's more athletic. Not that Nick Patty's some Lamar Jackson type or even Kenny Pickett type, but he does have that athleticism. Keaton Slovis really isn't that guy. And Keaton Slovis can move. I'm not talking about him completely as a statue here, but he does not have that playmaking ability out of structure that a similar player like a Kenny Pickett did. So adjust those expectations. He's got to win in structure. The issues that plague him the most are in structure issues. So if he can't win from the pocket in that area, that's where you can get in trouble with him. But he has accuracy. He has really good arm talent. And he's pretty smart at picking out leverage and coverages pre-snap. Just worry about the post-snap shift. But he'll he'll identify blitzes, change slide protections. He'll do all of that. He can do that. And so there are different things you can do with that. Play action can help him. A good running game can help him. Isolate the isolate his strengths is what you can do. Make him more of a game manager that can open things up. And I think that's what needs to happen here. Because I think he could be a really solid player in that type of role. But I wouldn't want him to completely put the team on his back and expect them to ride him in that way. So minimize the weaknesses by helping him out the most. Because if you have that play-action stuff and that run game is good, man, that first, second read is going to be open most of the time. Defenses are going to be so worried about the run game that pass game will have its openings. And so that's something that you have to, to really work with. And I'm sure Frank Signetti will work with Keen Slovis. Of course, that's if Keen Slovis didn't completely rectify that issue. And if he did, Pitt's going to have a whale of a time. So we'll see what Keen Slovis ends up doing, but I think it's a really promising thing. But we'll see how Pitt surrounds him with that. And we'll see how this offseason has helped his growth or maybe has not helped his growth as much. We will see how he fits in everywhere, and with the puzzle pieces, there's plenty to know about Keen Slovis. Fun player, has his issues for sure, but also I think has that upside that you just love and crave as a coaching staff, folks. All right, folks, we'll be back tomorrow, and I'm going to talk a little bit about Frank Signetti here and his offense and who I'm going to compare it to Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan. That's right. Not just anyone. Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay and what he can learn from those offensive coordinators, folks. As always, thank you for watching, folks. And as always, hail to P.